0: Comics in the combat zone, comics in the combat zone, usually we make you laugh, but now we're watching guys get stabbed with light too.
1: Hey there, everybody, and welcome to Comics in the Combat Zone, talking CZW Cage of Death 2 in Se- Sewell, New Jersey, September 9th, 2000. And we are welcomed back by our Cage of Death correspondent, <laughs> Tony Wright. <laughs> how are you, pal?
2: I'm, I'm good. I'm so excited to be yeah, in the Cage of Death Yeah, it's pretty
3: cool, because we told you we you know, we want to do a special on Cage of Death, and now we tricked you into watching every Cage of Death in <laughs> CZW.
1: So,
2: how many more bookings have I got? How many, how many has there been?
1: Uh, I think they're at like twelve or thirteen. Like right, the company's okay. still yeah, alive. Yeah. There might be like twenty actually. So <laughs> yeah. it's nice to know that I've got you've like got an, an open contract. <laughs> yeah, you've got an open contract. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's funny because in the company's history, this is the only recurring event so far. Like uh, out of all of them, I don't know if you noticed that Ben, but yeah, every other one has like a unique name that you can tell, like Zandig just thought up like the day right. before
3: or whatever. Like the one before was Blood, Sweat, and Violence. Like, a really original <laughs> stuff. Mar- <laughs> There's like, Mar- I mean, Violence is often in the net na- like March Violence, which, you know, obviously yeah. it was a violent episode in March. Let's not forget uh, May Madness. That's May
0: Madness, yeah. I like that
2: one. <laughs> That's quite tame, May Madness. Yeah, especially compared to the others.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's get right into the show here. Uh, we are back in the outside venue, uh, and I love it outside. Uh, it will get a bit shitty later when the sun goes down earlier than they planned. But at the beginning, just the imagery of this <laughs> ring in the middle of a field, I really am into it.
3: I like the way you went, the sun went down earlier than they planned as if they controlled the, <laughs> <laughs> they it. <laughs> control, they're control. like, oh no, we said we organized with the sun 5pm. <laughs> the sun
2: went into business for himself. <laughs> yeah, it was
3: like, no chance, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm assuming this show's sort of way later than planned, just based on how like aggressively drunk the audience were and how long it yeah. probably took them to set up the cage of death itself because yeah. uh, when the show begins the cage of death is just already set up in the ring they've decided to like open with it this year
2: Learn from last because it did last year it seemed like there was a big gulf of time between the show <laughs> yeah. and then like the main event there because was, like, they took like an yeah. hour long
1: intermission of them building yeah. a cage
3: <laughs> yeah and I mean the cage is the most like tin. Tinnitus, is it, or whatever you get from uh, cutting tetanus? yourself? <laughs> tetanus tetanus <laughs> the most tetanus-looking thing in the world—it is rusty. I would not. That is scary. I would not want to go on the roof of that. Part or. of the violence. Yeah, it true. It yeah. Worse
2: than the first one. <laughs> oh yeah,
3: yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah and it's funny because on the last show, Zandig said we're going to get an electrified cage of death in this one, right. which just was totally abandoned. Yeah, just didn't do that. Thankfully.
2: Yeah, I was—I like, was trying to think that maybe there's like a moment or two uh that was supposed to happen i don't know
3: <laughs> yeah i don't know
1: well electricity is so dumb because he, it's just up to the guy to sell it it's not like you can see it yeah. like glass exploding you know
3: the atmosphere was electric enough yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah everyone was just wasted here on a field yeah um so yeah we see the cage and and we also got our graphics back so it said zandig versus lobo off the top and i'm like all right that's cool did they not do those for the they abandoned them for like off and on. Everything's off and on. Like yeah, the, you just missed uh, the commentary phase. There were a good like four or five shows in a row where they had commentary, and I think they actually had the commentary table at this show, but just their mics yeah. weren't working. <laughs> like they yeah. would throw to the commentators, and you would just listen to them talking to dead microphones. So it was like yeah, it's very
3: strange. The camera quality, though, I thought was b- a big improvement. Like yeah, the camera right. quality was was massive. But yeah, like it's just off and on. What it seems like they get, they can have you know pick 2 of 3 is Zandig's approach I'd yeah. like do you want commentary well you're not having good camera then
2: love that
1: yeah it's strange that the outside shows have way better camera quality than like when they're in an arena yeah. it doesn't really make any sense at all but uh, yeah Zandig is out first just looking as jacked as ever uh, you can tell he's like cycling right now on whatever steroids he's on and he cuts this like rallying promo that just like it's i don't think he said anything racist but it just had <laughs> that vibe yeah. to it. i i
3: have written this exa- I said not technically racist, <laughs> I guess, but the energy is very much there.
2: <laughs> like, so I didn't listen to his promo, but I did make a note of like everything about CZW feels like all of those people would hate crime me. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. I, like you saying that I was like, yeah, Zandig would be the, uh, the forefront. of
3: Yeah, because I think I mean Zandig, I think would be the Charles Man. Like he'd be instructing everyone to do hate yeah. crimes. He wouldn't get his hands dirty because he's like in the ring, going. Everyone's been saying a jap is coming tonight. Okay. And oh no. That I mean that's not technically right. like if that if that's not technically racist no. eh, but I guess it kind of is. It, it, it definitely feels racist. It's coded. Yeah, <laughs> definitely racism <laughs> coded. Yeah, it's a borrowed language of the modern age. Well, um, if you want
1: racism, the crowd's going to run with that later. Oh, yeah. When that's the guy shows up. But uh, yeah. that's to be expected here Jeez. in New Jersey. Yeah,
3: when the Japanese man shows up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so Lobo's out here next with his title. And I wasn't sure what to expect because on the last show, which it was one month ago to the day, uh, he had a broken collarbone. And they put him in the main event, but it was clear he like couldn't do anything. And right. it was sort of like, it was a triple threat where he did like maybe 5% of the work. I don't know, they just want the title on him for some reason. But yeah. uh, But he seemed a lot better now. He seemed like to be bumping and like, uh, when they cut this match short, I thought, oh, maybe he's still injured or whatever. But it turned out he was going to be in the next match. So,
3: not yeah, too I'd say, um, I'd say only heroes wrestle injured. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you don't wrestle injured, then are you really a wrestler? Yeah. <laughs> like, really?
1: Yeah, it's not to go too off track, Tony, but you, just, <laughs> yeah, you for just context. Had, <laughs> you <laughs> just had your first in ring injury and you finished the match, right? Yeah. There you um,
2: go. I hurt myself, which is the most <laughs> embarrassing part. Yeah. It wasn't anything cool. Yeah. I just did a little jump and my ankle was like, Nope. No. It's yeah. never anything cool, man. It's no,
1: yeah, it's always something silly. It's like you'll take a big bump and be fine and then do like a baseball slide and roll your ankle, like R V D style. It's yeah. just brutal. Um, But yeah, so we get Lobo versus Zandig. Uh, Lobo begins the match slapping Zandig. So Zandig responds just close like a Brock Lesnar clothesline (laughs) out of this guy's (laughs) boots. Zandig does look like his offensive, like his power moves do look really good. I'll give him that.
3: Yeah, he's a brawler in an RPG. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. uh, Zandig <laughs> just picks up a trash can and destroys Lobo with, like, five. Like, usually trash can shots don't look that bad, but he hits him five times in the head in a row. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. my God. And then he picks up what looked like a floor tile. I wasn't totally sure, and he breaks that on Lobo's head. Uh, and then a light tube for good measure so he's just breaking like whatever he can get his hands on
2: everything was a headshot. it was yeah. making me cringe <laughs> yeah he didn't like
1: it's not like he has the rest of the body it's like in smackdown versus raw he's just trying to get the head red and the rest of the body's blue you yeah. Know? Yeah, was yeah, yeah yeah he's using vats from yeah. fallout yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> zooming in on his head yeah, yeah. Uh, i should say too so yeah we were talking about the cage it is one of those like one ha- one part of the ring is scaffolding like from a construction site yeah. one part's like cage And then the other one, it's sort of like, it's weird, it's tough to describe, it's like more scaffolding crossed with like chain link wrapped in barbed wire, and then they do have like the little scaffold strip on top that you expect them to climb up on top of.
3: Yeah, I think if it was a better run, well-funded company, it would be a choice, (laughs) Yeah, but in this Mm -hmm. instance, I think they just ran out. Yeah, it yeah. looks
1: like they got this shit from a
3: junkyard and just constructed <laughs> yeah. it. Like, Where'd you get them car doors from, brother? Let's go, let's <laughs> go there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
1: Lobo's bleeding within 90 seconds. Uh, and then Zandig <laughs> just Irish whips him into a pane of glass in the corner. That explodes, which always gets a big pop. Uh, and then, <laughs> just like Zandig sort of predicted, this random Asian wrestler enters the ring as Zandig is in the middle of gorilla-pressing Lobo. And this guy just hits Zandig in the gut with an exploding barbed wire bat.
2: I had a grievance with this whole little bit. Why? Because the camera shows the guy, Mm -hmm. and then he just stands at the door waiting for about a minute. Yeah. (laughs) And Zandik's (laughs) taking forever to set up this move that he could have done like a lot sooner, but he doesn't.
1: Yeah, you see this in tag matches sometimes when they're waiting to break up a pinfall or whatever.
2: This show in particular, I saw loads of it where people just were watching stuff happen that they could have interrupted, (laughs) and then they get in afterwards. But yeah, this guy particularly, he was waiting for ages for this spot. The camera was watching him. And then he was still late to hit Zandig with the bat. Yeah, He was like yeah. a, a millisecond too late. <laughs> I think
3: watching CDW really genuinely does make you appreciate like how much, like wrestling, the wrestling part of wrestling is obviously very important, but like there's so much other stuff, like the camera work yeah. and it, the commentary, as I said a lot and like entrance music and like how much all of it feeds into like what makes a good show because you're right. Cause it just kind of like, it does just reveal the magic a bit when the dude's just like, you're right guys. <laughs>
1: okay. it's sort of especially dumb when they're waiting to do something incredibly violent so like zandig is just waiting to get hit with an exploding barbed wire pack. yeah and at least it exploded and that always looks sort of cool but like yeah i wonder what those explosions are you know just like a c4 pack or something c4 yeah, that's what they didn't <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's what they did in japan oh wow or at least i don't know if Foley's just lying in his book to sound cool but yeah, they put C4s under the bar under the barbed wire boards.
3: That wouldn't surprise me actually. And and then they did that, and they were like, "Let's uh, never do that. Again. Let's <laughs> never use C4 again."
1: um so yeah and then this guy follows up with a, a butterfly face buster on zandag and lobo just gets the pan at two minutes and 57 seconds a bit weird that it was like under three minutes i didn't really understand why i mean it would play out later yeah uh and then you think maybe this guy's like aligned with lobo but he just then hits him with a butterfly face buster as well yeah i
2: had no idea what was going on <laughs> yeah i didn't either it stressed uh, me out
1: uh, <laughs> i did look this guy up by the way his name's ryuji uh namakawa and he is a big Japan wrestling guy, which makes sense because Zandig right. had been touring there a few times, clearly like a deathmatch wrestler himself. Uh, and Justice Payne and Justin Case come out with the rest of the hate club. <laughs> uh, and <then laughs> the names are really dumb. Yeah, if you needed <laughs> any, <laughs> any <laughs> more evidence. This guy showing his allegiance to the hate club. So I guess that makes sense. Uh, Justice Payne just continues this assault on Lobo. Uh, and then he goes for this moonsault off the top of the cage and just misses. <laughs> and it's like It's like the first thing he does. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Um, but then all of a sudden the bell rings and we get Lobo over Justice Payne for the CZW world title in another cage of death match.
3: yeah it was crazy I don't I didn't understand what was going on like I guess I missed the bell ring or what, like what was being announced because yeah. yeah I was like oh, is this justice Payne like is this like a
2: title match like what's going on Yeah very strange so why does he just get to make a match? <laughs> oh man that is why <laughs> why'd you just get to make a title match there's been a l-
3: that's happened a lot in C- in CZW to be fair right <laughs> after a title match yeah yeah just, just to immediately the champion
2: the yeah. dude has just took three minutes worth of various <laughs> items to the head yeah and you just get to go now's the time I get to wrestle
3: this them. is you know in WWE you know this is why they had to introduce the money in the bank stipulation yeah. because yeah. people just kept doing this so they were like nope you've got to earn it yeah. but you oh, can't yeah. this isn't CZW rules <laughs>
1: So the match begins, and then Lobo like is now on the advantage because Justice Payne just missed this giant moonsault, and he starts throwing him into cage side and shit like that. And it's especially bad for Justice Payne because he's coming in fresh and he's just moonsaulting on like broken glass and all this shit. Yeah. you can see him bleeding from the elbow like within minutes. Yeah, it's crazy. Which no one blades their elbow. That's got to be hard way.
2: So another thing that's happened a few times in this show, but this is the first time I saw it, was uh, Justice Payne, I think he did like a spinning wheel kick, like a jumping back kick. But he landed horribly and then took longer to get up than Lobo did. <laughs> yeah. it, like he clearly like knocked his head or something as he went down <laughs> or his shoulder. And, and it, was, it was just so weird. Like, you're you're winning. <laughs> yeah,
1: there's a lot of spinning moves where guys are landing on their necks and shoulders and yeah. stuff. And they look bad. I've noticed a couple of those, too.
3: Yeah, and, lo- and thankfully he was with Lobo. Because I think if he was wrestling against Nick Gage or someone, or Zandig or whatever, they wouldn't give him a chance to get... they are just hit him with a chair yeah, while he was on yeah, the yeah. floor or something like that. They just don't care. Yeah,
1: they do wrestle to the top of the cage, uh, sort of where Justice Payne just was before. And Lobo just casually deals Justice Payne back to the ring. So he's taken like two bumps off the cage within like five minutes here. Uh, and then the camera sort of pulls back and it reveals this massive barbed wire board from the edge of the apron to the guardrail. Yeah. And I'm like, well, someone is going off the top of the cage through this <laughs> at, yeah. at some point. <laughs> yeah. It would be crazy if they didn't. Um, so out of nowhere, uh, Lobo just catches Justice Payne as he's trying to jump on him. He power bombs him into the cage and the cage just explodes, like two explosions on both sides. I'm like, what? I wasn't expecting that. at No. All. <laughs> it's like we've, we've had three explosions in under 13 minutes on this show, which is what CZW is all about. Hell yeah, baby. And Justice Payne looks fucked up. Like, you can tell it's almost like he's got burns. He's like bleeding from like all over his body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: He's not in a good place.
1: Yeah. He looks better, like worse off than Lobo. Uh, Lobo sets up a table, but then Justice Payne cracks him with a light tube. And then he, the Lobo falls on the table and it orga- organically creates like a table ramp. Big fans. Big fans of those. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then they're fun. <laughs> both guys climb to the s- scaffolding and they start doing bumps on it, and I'm like, I just can't believe guys would do that. Like, uh, af- yeah, after the hell in the cell 98, I'm like, wouldn't you just <laughs> expect it to break through? Yeah,
2: especially when you're on a cage made significantly worse. <laughs> <laughs> <The hell laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Justice Payne's bumping on it, but then he reverses and then he chucks Lobo to the outside of the ring through a barbed wire board. Oh, yeah. Just a fucking crazy bump. It's Gross. And it's there's no
2: pads on the floor, really, is there? No. It's like it's, just you, it's gravel. <laughs> it's, it's gravel. There's oh, stones. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. It's just gravel. I guess they were like, well, that's enough padding. Yeah. No kidding. The barbed wire
1: board will break his fall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also noticed I think there were like light tubes on the board or something because wow. Lobo's face is just covered in like the dust that like gives you
2: cancer. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus Christ.
3: Yeah, <laughs> there we use an aspect. That's why Xandy got such is a good it, deal. It like, <laughs>
2: it's like mercury in, in light tubes or something <laughs> like that. It's something yeah. really horrible. Yeah. Should it? Not be there's
3: there. a lot of, du- there's no, none of that dust is safe for human yeah, consumption. It's, it's <laughs> the last thing they worry about, I think. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then Lobo just gets back to his feet, sort of brushes himself off. He punches out smack Mac and then just
2: re-enters the <laughs> ring. <laughs> this was my favorite bit because yeah. he's he's just taking like the worst bump of all time, and <laughs> yeah. then like waits ten seconds and then just stands up and carries on walking. And then I didn't know who these people on the outside were, so he, he one of them tries to get him in the ring. He punches yeah. him in the face, and the guy just sort of like shakes it off and goes, "Don't do that." <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. lets him get back in. he's just punched you in the don't face. do that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is ridiculous. Justice Payne immediately gets the advantage, though. He sets him on the top rope for a Frankensteiner, but then Lobo reverses it with a powerbomb for a near fall. So, like, a minute after this bump we saw, he's just back in control. (laughs) Yeah. There is no selling here. Uh, Lobo Lobo counters a clothesline with actually a really nice belly-to-belly overhead suplex, just not what I was was expecting to see at this point in the match.
3: (laughs) (laughs) There is weird, beautiful moments like that. Yeah, I was like,
1: that was perfect.
2: Yeah,
3: (laughs) like, it is really odd. And it won't be like... It'll be, like, oddly, like, complex moves where you're like,
2: oh... Yeah. Oh, right. Okay, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> like, I guess, sweet. I guess you're a wrestler.
1: And so Justice, C- just in Case leans into the cage to try like, taunt him, and Lobo goes to, like, attack him, and then Iy- Yamakawa just slams the cage door in his face. And I-, I just remember Mick Foley saying in his book, like, having a cage door slammed on his head was one of his top three most painful moments <laughs> in wrestling, and I'm like, man, that's so brutal. Yeah. This guy's definitely concussed. And then Justice Payne just brings him back in, hits a half-Nelson suplex through a glass pane, for the win at nine minutes and fifty-seven seconds, new champion, guys.
3: Yeah, it was really weird because, like, <laughs> I missed. I kind of didn't understand what was going on with the title thing. Cause so at the end, they're just like, I knew, and I'm like, oh, is that a title match? I get like that was okay, fair enough. Like, it, but that happens so much where you just like who's fighting who for what, they for when?
1: They potato their titles so often. That yeah. It's like, uh, we've only been doing this podcast for like 20 episodes. I couldn't tell you the lineage at all. Yeah.
2: Do you think it's just a case of like, if a champion is in a match, it's a championship match? Yes. I yeah, I think so. I like,
3: think at the moment, yeah, definitely. Because like, obviously the roster... Probably isn't big enough to not have champions like just wrestling all the time. Yeah,
1: um, well, and they've done dumb shit where that a single member of a tag team will defend the, the tag titles or win the tag title and stuff like yeah. that too. Like, there's just no respect on these belts at all. Yeah,
3: and then they'll just create championships and stuff out of nowhere, <laughs> and it's yeah. and then just be like, oh, he's been the champion all along with this. It's like you just created that this week. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? It's crazy. Yeah, it's weird.
1: So then we get our our cut and we see the graphic Trent Acid versus Nick Mondo, which got me excited. <laughs> uh, but when we come in, Ed O'Mac, who's like, it's, it's annoying. Like, Hate Club has two managers. One of them's the big fat guy that Lobo punched. And the other one is this sort of wigger guy with the jersey that's, like, right. cutting the promo. Yeah. Uh, and he's just uh, talking about some ex guy being brought back. And it's funny, because as he's talking, there's this guy just sweeping glass out of the ring, like, to the outside. <laughs> yeah. Like, at least they thought to do that, because a lot of the time they'll just have guys come out and wrestle on glass. Yeah. Uh, and then Robbie Marino, uh, who, Tony, you might remember he was a part of a tag team the last time. They lost a Loser Leaves Town match, and uh, now he's, like, the vice president. He's sort <laughs> <of like laughs> yeah. is right, the okay. GM of CZW now.
2: I remember a tag team match from the last one where it was just incredibly... Uh, homophobic yeah that's <laughs> the one yeah, that's was the he boys. part of that team yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was the one they yeah. were calling gay and yeah. he's a baby face now
1: yeah, sort of it's actually very confusing because in the last show he he fucked because uh, Trent Acid and Johnny Cashmere turned on him to become a tag team and yeah. got him kicked out of the company so he fucked them out of the tag team titles by posing as Johnny Cashmere and letting a guy pin him in one of just the dumbest finishes you've ever seen in a match. Yeah, talk I'd about nothing that. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That's,
3: that is, it, it was insane. <laughs> and, he,
1: and it helped baby faces win, so it's very much like up in the air if he's a good or bad guy. It's really strange. Um, but Ed is calling him a puppet for Zandig, uh, and then Moreno just lays him out. And then he picks up an umbrella and just hits him as hard as he can in the balls with it. <laughs> like this, like, <laughs> like he didn't lay up at all with it. Uh, and then the Moreno asks the crowd, do you guys have any weapons? And the crowd just all cheers. And I'm like, that's so terrifying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have guns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he announces that later on we're going to get a fans bring the weapons match with Zandig and Ryuji Yamakawa. Uh, which I, I actually was sort of excited for. And I guess it also explains why Zandig only wrestled three minutes. I mean, it's really strange booking, but yeah. at least we're going to see those guys wrestle.
3: Yeah, it is odd. I mean, because the cage at this point is gone. Uh, like <laughs> oh, yeah. immediately yeah. the cage is gone and it felt like the Metal Gear Solid Two of CZWs because <laughs> like yeah. a real not in terms of quality because Metal Gear Solid Two is great but in terms of switcheroos where you're like man I can't wait to see this yeah. cage of death and then it's just it's like 14 minutes of wrestling or 12 minutes and then you just like see you later
0: it was, yeah, was, was almost the
2: pre-show it was the warm-up. yeah it, <laughs> and it is
3: weird like maybe it was because the the they knew the sun was gonna set and they didn't want it at yeah. night because like. I understand that you know cage matches and whatever will uh, not be the entire thing, but you at least have it as the main event, so it's the lasting thing. But to be the opener... Yeah. That would
1: have been very dangerous, actually, if they tried to do that cage yeah, that's, in the
3: dark. Oh, my God, so. yeah. <laughs> that, maybe that's why it's they... It's also
2: like setting up the cage is a lot harder than taking it down. Yeah. Probably. so I, yeah. It, it must have been like, it might take them an hour to set it up <laughs> yeah. before the show, but taking it down is just, well, if we untie the sides and just throw it back behind the yeah. co- you know yeah just call out the crowd involved just can everyone just take a corner and fucking
1: help lift yeah up?
3: and it just collapses like a, a structure from Fortnite.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we had that same issue there was a, a future shock manchester promotion wrestling promotion uh, 2019 i think booked some cage matches main event cage matches but the cage was awful <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it would not hold up on its own so it had to be like uh winched with like rope and stuff to hold it together so they just had to do the two cage matches right at the start of the show and then they called an interval two matches in and then took the cage down jeez um, so yeah everything everyone paid to see just happened <laughs> yeah, <in like laughs> yeah. Half did an anyone hour. climb up was anyone trying to climb it and yeah stuff? yeah there was there was like a an elbow drop off the top but the guy like it was shaking oh, everyone oh, was oh, please get down that yeah is, that is scary
1: stuff uh, all of a sudden the backseat boys enter. So this is Johnny Cashmere, the brother of the right. vice president and Trent Acid. And they're wearing like these Matrix coats, which I actually thought looked like pretty cool.
2: <laughs> of <laughs> all of the wrestling gear on the show, they look the best. Yeah, Donovan.
3: yeah. I mean Matrix was cool that like it was it was an easy dub in terms of being a cool one it, just a long leather jacket. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're out with Dewey Donovan who's wearing his green suit. And it's funny, I overheard a fan yell at one of these guys, you're a worse crybaby than Bret Hart. Yeah. <laughs> like already in 2000. <laughs> <laughs> like, Bret Hart is dubbed a crybaby. Yeah, I thought
3: that was a, a wild insult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really yeah. just the Bret Hart insult straight away. Yeah, Dewey's dressed a bit like the Riddler, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, He's in, like, yeah. his green suit. I
2: was trying to work out who he was, but I remember the green jacket. He appears a couple of times, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah do- they usually
1: refer to him as the Dew. Do the do, Jew. Yeah. Do the Jew. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so Kashmir demands a rematch, which fair enough, because he did just get blatantly fucked in the last <laughs> show. <Yeah. laughs> uh, and Moreno makes two singles matches, and he's like, "If you win both of these matches tonight, then you get your rematch, because title matches are earned in CZW." I'm like, "What did we just see? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like someone
2: just like attacked the world champion and then took his." Team. Yeah.
3: Well, <laughs> title matches are earned, but titles are not earned. <laughs> they're just given. They're just given away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Honestly, anyone
1: could have them. Yeah, anyone, literally. Just (laughs)
3: pretend you're someone else and you'll win it.
1: (laughs) So Nick Mondo and Rick Blade and Shorty come out to Papa Roach, which is just awesome entrance music.
3: Incredible. I'm surprised it took this long to get to Papa Roach. (laughs) 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 Uh,
1: And I I forget even what the song's called, but you know it. It's the only good Papa Roach song. Yeah. Uh, and Mondo grabs the mic. He, he acknowledges that they didn't win fairly. <laughs> he's still like a baby face, I guess. Uh, and the fans are just overwhelming him with Trent's a pussy chants. So you can't even really hear Mondo. Like, Mondo's not a great promo. He's good at everything else, but he doesn't really have a lot of charisma.
3: Yeah, he's so over, though. Like, the crowd are just, he could say anything, and they'd be like, we love you, Nick Mondo.
1: Mm-hmm. And then Blade gets a mic, and he's even worse on the microphone than Mondo. Although he does say, like, Cashmere's wearing an all-white outfit under the jacket. And he's like, uh, I bet you wore that white outfit so no one can see the cum on it. Like,
2: oh, yeah. Cool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Like, you can tell
1: he wrote that like a week earlier. So yeah. Like, you got to wear all white. I got this great <laughs> joke. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. I love the idea that he just, anytime he sees someone wearing white, whether he knows them or not, he's just like, I bet you wearing that because <laughs> <laughs> he can't see the cum regardless.
2: Yeah. Got him. got him.
1: Yeah. Got <laughs> him. Uh, and so we get Trent Acid versus Nick Mondo. And uh, Tony, we should let you know in the past two shows, these two have had tag matches, and they've been probably the best two matches consecutively in CZW history. They yeah. had a ladder match on the last show, and even despite that terrible ending we told you, it was, like, an incredible match. I think yeah.
2: after seeing this whole show as well, it might have been the best match on this show.
1: Mm-hmm. This one coming up. Yeah. Yeah, because I felt, like, they were a bit sloppy, but then the good stuff yeah. they were doing made up for it. Like, there were a lot of botches early, but then they clearly just had chemistry as well. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, I thought it was okay, and I think I think that's because I'd just seen the two... Pre- like, I think they needed to give the, the a break. Like, mm-hmm. they need... Because, like... Yeah, there was
1: so much shitty stuff later that they could have buffered this with.
3: Yeah, and just they needed to give the matchup a bit of a break because we'd seen two in a row, and the, they were both incredible, like transcended CZW into like actually being good matches. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But this one was just felt a bit mid. Like it w- it was okay, and it probably was the best stuff of the night. But it was still just like fine, especially considering yeah, you yeah. know what what can they can produce.
1: Yeah, I couldn't really follow the the tag matches. Um, but they have this great like pinfall reverse off, uh, and they're doing stuff I've like never seen before, like really yeah. like clever pinfall reversals and stuff. S-
2: something happened I never thought would happen with me watching a CZW show, <laughs> and uh, Trent Acid did this like backslide into a sunset pin. It was really cool, and I was like. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, was, I, I I'm they, gonna try that. They did a couple things where I'm like, "How how were they doing shit in 2000 that I've not seen before? Like it was yeah. impressive."
3: I suppose that's the good thing about you know going from stand-up comedy to wrestling. You can just be like, "I'm gonna try that. I'm yeah. gonna <laughs> I'm gonna steal that, take it, and then all of a sudden you're the cool guy for doing it."
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you know how like in comedy, obviously taking someone else's bit is a the yeah. worst thing you could do. Yeah. Wrestling, you can steal everything. It's an homage. Yeah, it's an homage, yeah, it's a, it's yeah. an homage if you're good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tribute to Trent Acid.
1: God <laughs> yeah. bless. Who is that? Um, is he? Yeah. Oh. 2009. Rest man. in peace. He Rest loved, in peace. He loved drugs, apparently. Ah. Um, yeah, sorry. That's <laughs> explains <laughs> <laughs> the name. Yeah,
0: yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. There's Trent. Uh, but then trying. mondo
1: follows this great reversal <laughs> off just with a chair shot to acid's back sending him out of the ring and then he nearly misses this like high angle as moonsault. moon
2: salt yeah
1: i was like oh my god
2: <laughs> like, yeah i just put moonsault onto gravel gross <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then back in ring like right after mondo like botches the tree of woe like he just doesn't hook his leg properly and acid just like falls out of it uh so like i said it what there was a lot of just sort of botchiness here um, but then Acid follows it with a reverse into a face buster, which looked good. He seats Mondo on a chair onto the outside and then nearly botches a suicide dive <laughs> right <laughs> after. Like his, yeah. top, his foot clips the top rope. You're like, oh, my, or the middle rope. And you're like, oh my God. But then the match does just sort of pick up after that. Uh, he follows it up. Acid follows it up with a moonsault from the top rope to Blade and Mondo on the outside. And then someone hands him, like, a, a wiffle ball bat with light light bulbs on it, and he just breaks it on Nick Mondo's, like, head,
2: and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah,
3: they just don't give a shit.
2: But it's also it's sort of like, why is he take – there's a there's a fans bring the weapons match later on in the show. S- let them take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're just sort of killing that gimmick by, like, using it in your own match, which didn't totally. need it. Well, I'm sure a
1: fan just held it out, and he wasn't even really thinking, you know. Um, but, yeah, you're totally right. These are the athletic guys. They don't need to be the weapon guys also. And then uh, – he brings Mondo, Acid brings Mondo up on the apron and he hits like the Randy Orton delayed DDT on yeah. the ropes, which I don't remember seeing before Randy Orton. So, again, CZW is ripped off. Uh,
3: so <laughs> much stuff is stolen. We have an admitted CZW thief on the podcast right now. Yeah. You, just st- you know, so much stuff gets ripped off from CZW.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then Acid follows it with a really impressive corkscrew leg drop. Uh, Mondo gains the advantage reversing a Tornado DDT into a sit-out powerbomb and like a high angle one that looked really good. Yeah. Uh, He starts piecing acid up with karate kicks and then this is another instance of a guy hitting a move. Yeah. He does a drop salt and just lands on his, like, neck and shoulders.
2: Yeah, and it, he, he takes a second to be like, am I dead? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like, why do a drop salt? Like, I, if it,
1: like, Paul London used to do them, and they look really cool and crisp. Yeah. But it's just such a risk to just do a backflip, you know?
2: Yeah, it's, it's like you've got a proper push off the person to make sure you can get... Like the right rotation, mm. yeah, and he clearly didn't. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, um,
1: so Mondo lays Acid onto a table outside, and this was brutal. He hits a springboard four fifty, and it just lands on like Acid's head and neck, and only breaks like the edge of the table. Yeah, yeah, it's
3: re- it's it's really bad. Like it's <laughs> just the edge. It's very strange. I was isn't? really
2: concerned as well because like. Uh, Trent Acid rolls off the table. Because usually they would just stay there and be like, oh, we're going to break it anyway. Go and do it again. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think con- because he rolled off and then it looked like he went to talk to him. Nick Mondo went to talk to him. He's like, are you okay? And I don't know if he was. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs>
3: th- th- yeah, because it was strange. Because he like, yeah, he, like sort of rolled off. And then the crowd, I think they were trying to like, just do it again. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, immediately. So they were just like, do it again. Just put it on. But I think this is like what happens when... I don't know, like, when it works, it's awesome, but I think they probably don't do a lot of practicing together, and this is where you kind of figure this stuff out, right? Like, the weight of the other person and how to do this stuff on the fly. And they're probably just in the ring at that moment being like, I should do this insanely complex move off (laughs) you (laughs) with no practice. And, like, when it works, it's great because it, like, it looks, you know, very authentic and all this. But, yeah, when this happens and you're just like, oh, that is, I hope they don't die. Yeah, Yeah. well,
1: and he does set him up again for another one, but... Doesn't hit a 450 and goes for a much safer leg drop. Yeah, he yeah. just hits flush like yeah. through the middle of the table. Uh, and then Mondo just deadlifts Trent into the ring for a pin. But Cashmere drags him out by his feet. And Mondo's like beating him up. But then he's hung on to- the top rope. And Acid and Cashmere hit their like, face buster RKO combo which actually looks pretty cool. And then Rick Blade bursts into the ring and the match is called a no contest at 11 minutes and 30 seconds, <laughs> which I was like, I guess they don't get their tag match, yeah. re- their tag rematch. Yeah. Like I almost felt the stipulation they set up beforehand was almost translating too much that Trent Acid was going to win this match. Yeah. And then it was just a no contest.
2: And then I thought that once it broke down into the uh, kind of two-on-two two fight at the end I thought they were going to be like oh well I guess we'll have this tag match now then, mm-hmm. and then they just or I thought well
1: let's get acid and mondo out of here and we'll do cashmere versus blade like you just said would happen yeah and that match just never happened on this show no
3: yeah I don't think there's been there's not been one clean finish I think for any of these I guess that's why they keep doing them because like well we still haven't had a clean finish yet but it's
1: not even like what they promised to deliver has been given like yeah like the, the cage wasn't electrified we didn't get like a finish here and and then we didn't get the Cashmere Blade match. <laughs> like,
3: if I'd paid money to see this show live, I would have been real. I would have been asking Zandig for a refund. <laughs> 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 I would have been saying, "Here's my receipt." <laughs> I probably
1: would have been so drunk, like the rest of this crowd, you just forget that what he just said. That <laughs> <story before. laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why no one cares. So Moreno gets on the mic and he's like, "That's it. The next match, no one's at ringside or the deal's off." And like I said, we get a cut and that match just never occurs. I wonder if it did happen and they just didn't put it on the DVD. It's very strange.
0: Yeah.
3: Very odd I don't know. I think. I think we'll see I mean obviously we'll see them again probably next week. Yeah, like, probably Blade vs. Cashmere
0: on the next one, yeah. I imagine.
2: What's up, Brainiacs? Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Just a programming note that every Monday at nine Central, you can join me, Andrew C Slack, and Josh Custodio for Monday Night Program. Come hang out with us as we continue to build the WBCW universe using Fire Pro Wrestling Promoter Mode. Who should we sign? What matches should we book? Join us for the only professional wrestling program on Monday nights. That's Monday Night Program on twitch.tv slash Brain.
1: Uh, so we cut and then we go to our commentary table. This is the first point I realized their mics just clearly aren't working. And they're like fully in character like yeah. yelling into the microphones and they're just off.
3: I was so angry. I was like, <laughs> they're right there, guys. Like The commentary team's right there.
1: Do You think they got paid for it tonight just based on this, or I mean, like, they probably sorry we didn't get your audio, so you don't get money.
3: I don't know. I mean, they probably got paid. I don't know whether it ever would have been in cash. <laughs> I don't yeah, like. Yeah. They maybe got paid in <laughs> booze or food. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the currency of the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's
1: yeah, so just crazy because, and uh, this would be sort of forgivable if they realized after the fact, but this is like the second or third show this has happened. Where the commentary mics just aren't working. Yeah, it makes like just test it beforehand.
3: It does make me wonder if they've had the commentary team there the entire t- like every episode, <laughs> and the only times we get it is because they've looked out and it's like actually worked. Like, yeah, because like yeah, they go up there and I'm like, oh, that's they. They're just there. Like, who are they doing it for? This, like, they're not doing it for the live, like, live audience. Aren't like, let me just listen for the commentary team. Like, it's <laughs> for the street. It's for the the you know the people who are watching at home. It's yeah. just for
2: the aesthetic for the live crowd. They're like, oh, there's yeah. commentators, but we can't hear them. It's like a real show. I always wondered if like the footage that you guys had that you sent to me mm-hmm. is like uh, a kind of unearthed half-finished edit. <laughs> when they did go out on like a, a, a tape or a DVD, or yeah. something, it was it was like perfect and it had all the commentary and stuff. I just thought the ones yeah. that you sent me was maybe like a, oh, this is the only footage we could get. Or it is could
1: that do. just I doubt <laughs> it. I think they sold DVDs of this quality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like V8, probably
3: VHS tapes in 99. But yeah,
2: no, it, I mean, it makes sense because it is just an independent like wrestling. Yeah, it's sled. like,
3: it's Max Mac who like, owns. it's, yeah. it's insane. Like, it's actually kind of crazy that they've got everything mm-hmm. that they've ever, like this is from like 1999. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, WWE were like, Uh, you know, the wrestling network and stuff and it's not to that degree but it's insane that they've got everything but it is also just like, man, the commentary team are right there, guys. Like, why are you not just just put, just press yes on the audio file. And it's not <laughs>
1: insane that WWE hasn't made a bid for the CZW library. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think maybe that's one they don't <laughs> want. Like. Yeah,
3: maybe Tony Khan will be like, he's got a special announcement. <laughs> but no, the reason, the
1: reason I, th- the reason I think they put them out like this is because I had a lot of Ring of Honor DVDs from like the early days. Yeah. And they looked fucking dreadful and sounded dreadful, and I think that's just the best they could do at the time. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Um. So John Dahmer comes out with Pastor Jim uh and <laughs> then there's
0: all <laughs> just that <laughs> sentence
1: pastor jim has got to be my least favorite character on the show uh, yeah,
3: i hate both of these guys
1: i
2: yeah. can't tell you which one is w- i don't know who i've seen them <laughs> i watched it but i don't know who they are
1: yeah it's it's brutal and you missed this whole arc where john dahmer was like attacking his girlfriend natasha and like spine bustering her every week Right. <laughs> and then they set up this turn where they like uh, tricked a referee uh, to try beat him up and they, cruci- they they were crucified him. So this is actually following up on the crucifixion. And it was like for no reason to a referee, not like a wrestler, not setting oh up okay. an angle. Yeah,
3: very strange. Yeah, you, yeah. It, They
1: were clearly just doing it because ECW did it and they wanted to get yeah. a bit of that buzz. But it was just all very bad. Um, so Pastor Jim brings in this guy, the guy who broke up the crucifixion. And I call him that because they've never named him. They didn't name him when he <laughs> when he broke up the crucifixion. They haven't named him now. Uh, and he just looks like, uh, like a crust punk, like... Someone you'd see, like, playing bass at, like, a punk show in a basement somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just very strange that they haven't, like, tried to even give this guy a name or an identity at all. Uh, And then he starts, uh, he's, like, talking to the mic but making no sense. And the microphone just keeps coming out, cutting out. And then suddenly he's just yelling at hat guy in the audience. uh, And Pastor Jim's like, you want to shoot? Let's start shooting, motherfucker. And I'm just like, what is going on? Like, this segment is is awful.
3: Yeah, it's very strange.
1: Uh, he hands the mic back to Jim or sorry yeah that's the weird guy who said that and then he gives the mic back to Jim who keeps shit talking and then he gets a guitar and finally music hits and we see Rockin' Rebel who's a newcomer to CZW Tony right. uh, he just looks like straight out of the 80s just juiced to the gills he is this
2: the guy that was, He was fully dressed in black and he had like the rat tail like yeah, mullet. The, the mullet thing
3: yeah, he's right, he's, okay. he looks yeah he's they're really pushing him. They're giving him a huge push, as close to as a push you can get in CZW, because he's been in uh, pretty much every week for the past few weeks. Yeah. Um, and he and looks like he's full roid rage at 24-7. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, a fan gets in his face on his way to the ring, and he just shoves this guy down into his chair, and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's,
3: it's crazy. And I will not... He looks 40, but I feel like he's 23. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, his promo was... Um, Certainly something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, he calls out Justice Payne for some reason. He's yeah. not in the ring. Has nothing to do with this segment. Uh, he calls him a cocksucker. He says he th- uh, accuses him of stealing his gimmick, which they don't have similar gimmicks at all. Uh, he says a line: "I'll beat your ass so bad your friends won't be able to fuck it." <laughs> Clever stuff. Again, I'm yeah. sure this kills in the bar in New Jersey. When, <laughs> when you hear someone say yeah. it in a microphone, you're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Even in 2000, it's like jarring. Uh, And then Rebel, for some reason, turns on, like, the no-name guy. He's not even, like, a babyface going after Pastor Jim. Uh, And he gives him a chance to apologize because he's like, you're in the same ring as me. Apologize, motherfucker. And then he just DDTs the guy. And I'm like, I guess he's a babyface for ending this segment. (laughs) This (laughs) is all terrible. Like, this is really, really bad. bad
2: stuff.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of, like, they start, like, attacking ECW a lot like they start shouting about ECW loads.
2: Yeah, I I think there were so many references to like companies that are better than them. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's like he, he said something about like oh even Vince won't want you or something like that. Yeah, and, like, it's 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 like ri- like I guess they're
3: trying to get cheap heat and like build a bit of something but this feels like it was so small that no company would even care that they were being mentioned by yeah, ECW. The idea that
1: they'd be on Vince McMahon's radar is so unbelievable.
3: Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Although if anyone was to be signed, Rock and Rebel would be like at the top of the list just based <laughs> on his body alone. Like Vince would probably be like this guy rules. Yeah. Um, but then <laughs> out of nowhere, Pastor Jim hits Rock and Rebel, who like was just defending him with a guitar that was lit on fire. And I was like, what the fuck? Like it, I guess he was just dousing it with lighter fluid off camera. Very bizarre. The fans are just so confused uh, as Pastor Jim like yells at them to c- throw their chairs in the ring. And it was just, like, the most needless, stupid throwing chair. Like, the fans were just... Oh, yeah. They didn't know what to do for, like, 10, 15 seconds. They didn't know if it was serious. And then one by one, they just started throwing their chairs, and it was so
2: uninspired. Yeah, like, it was. Cause I like didn't like how manufactured it was. Because, obviously, when it happened with ECW, it was, like, a spur-of-the-moment crazy, like, energy thing where they just went for it. Yeah. And this one was, like... We'd really like you to throw the chairs, Yeah, <laughs> Like, yeah. Jeb
3: Bush, please clap. Like, please throw yeah, it in your yeah. chairs. Yeah, I think, I mean, Gage did it. Like, Gage was, like, throwing your chairs. And everyone was in it, so everyone did it. Like, the chairs <laughs> all built up. But, yeah, when Pastor Jim is like, please, st- you're like, no.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, like a few people did it, and then you could tell they almost regret it because it's like so early in the show, so they just walked to the ring, <laughs> and, like, pull their chairs <laughs> back. The chair. yeah. Oh, I loved
2: it! Everyone just went and got their chairs back. It was—it's probably <laughs> yeah. the politest thing I've ever seen yeah. at a CCW. Show. Definitely
3: the pl- most polite thing to happen, yeah. A CCW we'll join show. in,
2: but we'll, we'll also sit back down again.
3: Yeah, we'll clean up our own mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So we get our third match of the night: Rock and Rebel versus John Dahmer. All of this was just to lead to this match. Uh, so buckle up. Uh, each guys just keep exchanging like big vertical suplexes because I think it's like one of the only ma- moves they know how to do Yeah. before Dahmer hits his patented spine buster within 30 seconds here. Uh, Rebel reverses an Irish whip and then does a walk up springboard which actually looked really cool like he just ran up the ropes and did like a crossbody, uh, and then Rebel out of nowhere just burns a fireball in John Dahmer's face <laughs> with flash paper then hits a DDT and a top rope leg drop for the win at 2 minutes and 47 seconds it's incredible i don't know what this was yeah this is where this I was,
2: was uh <laughs> it, it played like a video game do you know when you just spam whatever moves you want or you're just sort of like constantly hitting like strong grapple strong grapple yeah <laughs> it's well, like, amazing
3: yeah and when, when you're creating like the pre-match whatever you just like you don't have any idea what makes a good story so you're just like and then a guitar comes up <laughs> and then he's gonna ask for the chairs to come and then he's a pastor and then he's gonna do and you're like why you, like what is all of this together? <laughs> like it's crazy.
1: Yeah, and who's the baby face? Who's the heel? Like I think they were all heels. Like, all heels in my yeah. mind. And then the guy that like broke up the crucifixion, and he's just gone. Like it, all of it was just really bad. Uh, and then all of a sudden the hate club just appears and attacks Rock and Rebel. Uh, and before he does he like there's this random woman in the ring and he like pulls up her dress which was like super uncomfortable it's
2: so like two women yeah that just sort of walked into the ring one of the, at least one of them the first woman tried to sort of fight him yeah. for about 10 seconds but then both of them just stood there and let him rip their clothes yeah
1: which wow that's,
3: guess, a net, that's a that's a pretty problematic stance you got they just let him He's yeah. he did. <laughs> No, he did. I know, yeah it was awkward I hated it. yeah and
1: even the fans weren't like they weren't whooping and hollering like you'd no. imagine they were all sort of like this is fucking
3: this weird, is weird. Yeah. yeah we
1: come here for violence mate
3: yeah i draw the line of <laughs> as sexual assault yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: but then justice Payne puts him in a crab and then ju- uh, just in case just destroys a chair on his head like, I think he was trying to do the Christian thing where you hit the mat next to his head, but he pretty clearly just hit him in the head with a chair yeah, as hard as he could. And then Justice Payne cuts another promo on Rebel as he's laid out, and he calls himself the new king of CZW. And mercifully, that's the last we'd see of Justice Payne tonight, I'm pretty sure. Uh, then we got our cut, and out comes Nate
2: Hatred. That's... Best name I've ever heard. You like it, eh? Best wrestling name I've ever heard in my life.
3: (laughs) Nate Hatred's great, and I think he's also great is that he he comes out to break stuff by Limp Biscuit. But he uses the live version, I have that so <laughs> uh, so they're introducing him, and just for fa- just for a couple of minutes, it's just like all you hear is Fred Durst being like, "Are you ready?" Like g'ing <laughs> up the audience, but he just has to wait for that to go off, and then finally the song starts, and he walks out, and you're like, "Just cut out the start of the song, or just use the studio song. Yes. Don't make us wait." Don't use that as, like, the way to amp up the crowd is Fred Durst. That's cheating.
1: Well, and it's weird, because he's got, like, the exact same physique as Rockin' Rebel. It's almost like the guy could have just wet his hair down and put on some face paint. Yeah. Pulling double duty or whatever.
3: Yeah, it's like four (laughs) (laughs) lions. like just covers his mouth, he's like, Rockin' Rebel, please, mate.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, and... uh, yeah, I, I forget who said it, but someone says, he hates everybody. It's <laughs> was like, well, I guess his name's Nate Hatred, so that makes sense. The uh,
2: the, the fans, just in general, I, I really enjoy them because they just scream stuff out. Like, do you know when you pass someone in Grand Theft Auto and they just say whatever? Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> just, it's not even, there's no context to the dialogue. They just shout stuff out. I Learn to drive, when you're <laughs> yeah, like, you're <laughs> walking. <laughs> there <Yeah>. was one <laughs> where... Uh, the, a match is happening and so it goes King Kong Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, what was the other one I got? I'm afraid of the dark.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the crowd sometimes <laughs> delivers some bangers. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, the crowd delivered some bad stuff <laughs> it's oh, soon, yeah. but throughout this whole show yeah, to be honest. But yeah, the crowd can sometimes be very funny. Uh,
1: Nick Burke then comes out uh, and he's like fully transformed <laughs> from softcore into hardcore now. He's like right. broken his brain through. Literally, they said he got concussed, and now he's like he uh, has, he has embraced hardcore wrestling. Uh, so we get Nate Hatred <laughs> versus
2: Nick Burke. Uh, and <laughs> it's it's the best wrestling name ever versus the worst Nick wrestling Burke. name. Ever. I yeah. hate
1: Nick Burke as a name. yes it's awful, isn't it? Yeah. Like, that's an accountant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he probably would be like five years after this, just once the wrestling yeah. dream doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, so, Hatred's on offense. Uh, he gets thrown outside right away and pushes these fans off the chair. And he throws, he takes the fans' chair and just throws it at Burke. <laughs> but Burke catches it. And then he, Burke just throws it right back at him and it bounces off his head. And then Burke gets a nice dive, which I thought was pretty like clever. He did, or not clever, but it was just cool the way he caught it and then just chucked it at his head, like Sabu style. Uh, and you can tell it's getting dark already at this point, so the, ca- the lights on the cameras turn on, which yeah. is like sort of helps, but it would just only get worse from here. Uh, Hatred, all he can hit is like really big, slow power moves. And I'm glad he does them slow because he's not like dropping his guy in his head or whatever. Yeah. But he hits like a big power slam, then a fisherman buster, and he bridges it for a near fall, which sort of surprised me. Uh, Burke mounts offense, but then he gets clotheslined out of his shoes, and Hatred then follows it up with a vertical suplex devastating stuff here <laughs> uh burke attempts to springboard but he stumbles and then they improvise as burke's thrown outside and then he hits a baseball or sorry nature hatred hits a baseball slide on him and burke pulls him out and tries to put an arm bar on him and the ref's like we don't do submissions outside get in the ring <laughs> now, i always love like the, the <laughs> arbitrary rules they do follow yeah <laughs> what
3: they do yeah it's, fr- it's very odd i mean because it's dark as well, the cameras keeps going in and out of focus as well. Like it's really yeah. distracting at times. Like they just can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Like maybe criticizing the camera work when it first started was harsh, but I feel like this is a couple of years in now. Like you can't, you can't be defeated by the dark. <laughs> like you should, ha- you should be at a level where you can you know how to deal with that.
1: Well, and they did a show. They did "Pain in the Rain" was their first outside show, but it was like on a football field where they had those big, massive lights. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they just wouldn't continue. I guess they probably weren't allowed because they got, like, glass everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it uh, yeah, was very strange. They didn't have, like, a, a plan for this. Uh, then Burke sets up a table outside, and he chair shots Hatred onto it, does a senton through the table, and then he goes to pin, but Dewey Donovan appears out of nowhere and hits Burke with a chair. Uh, Burke lifts Dewey up, but then Hatred just casually rolls him up as he's holding Dewey for the win at seven minutes of five seconds. Uh, this was just such a nothing match, I thought garbage. Yeah. <laughs> you say garbage. Yeah. yeah. was the
2: beginning of the end for this show for me because it was like the the cam- yeah, the darkness creeping in which was is, is is ominous anyway. Yeah. And yeah, the 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 quality of the production was going down because because of the dark. Mm-hmm. The wrestling was a little bit
3: you couldn't tell like if it was good or not yeah. like it was yeah. like I, I, it was very very odd like and
1: especially it, when they get outside of the ring like you really can't see shit no, yeah. on the outside of the yeah. ring and then fans are getting in the way of the camera and shit
3: yeah cause you just got a sea of bald white men <laughs> like uh, just <laughs> sort of swamping the camera and you're just like what is going on
1: Yeah, at least the camera can see over their children that they bring to these shows <laughs> yeah true uh, who are them- also bald <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Then we get our, our cut, and when we come back, it's now just full black and white, which I guess was a decision, because yeah. it could make it easier to see.
3: Dude, like, if it didn't already feel like a rally, like rally coded, <laughs> yes. it, when it was in black and white, I was like, I have picked the wrong file, I am now watching a genuine like rally. Oh, it was yeah. so horrible. Because it's just, it's just gr- like, it's like I found, like a dirty found footage film, like it's so grim in black and white and you're just like yeah the the people who added this technology to that camera never intended for it to be, <laughs> be used like this they yeah. didn't want you yeah. to record anything in it black black and white like this
1: i expected the band from like that american history x rally to play zandigo
3: to the right <laughs> yeah it like was it, just, it did look fucked up you're right I, f- I felt dirty watching <laughs> yeah, it Yeah,
2: there's a weird thing like i don't mind doing things at night or in the evening, mm-hmm. I don't mind doing things in the day, but when it transitions from like you know when the sun's setting, <laughs> I that period of the day makes me feel really bad. <laughs> yeah. And in watching it, even watching it, it was still I still had that same feeling of like yeah. at this point I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, and these guys, these last two matches are going to be the most violent, and it's the least you can see. So I also just feel bad for the wrestlers who are like bumping on glass like yeah. in the dark and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, so out comes uh, Ryuji Yaka. Uh, and he enters holding like a light tube bundle so i'm like all right that sets the go. tone at least uh and then q the kids aren't okay by the offspring for <laughs> Zandic, who again has just changed his music on a whim here yeah He's uh, yeah love. it's always different every week
3: yeah he just hears a different song on the radio and he's like yeah <laughs> that'll yeah. that'll be my <laughs> entrance music this <laughs> week <laughs>
1: So, yeah, the full black and white to begin is the guys uh, start with, like, a pretty fast pace uh, with, again, reversals, like you might expect, and then it ends with a big Zandig clothesline. Uh, all of a sudden, you just hear light tubes break, like, outside of the ring, and the fans almost do that thing. of like, Opa! <laughs> like, they don't <laughs> say that, but they all they all just cheer and then start chanting, you fucked up, and <laughs> <you> remember, like, <laughs> drop the light tubes. And, I, and Zandig just looks at the guy, and you can tell he's just so pissed, because, like... They probably just fucked up a spot for him and yeah, definitely. Yeah. aren't free. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, I'm so curious how much a light tube would cost and, like, how much he... He probably gets yeah. them in bulk or whatever.
3: Yeah, I feel like they'd work individually. They're like, it's one cent. But he's like, I had to buy 12 million of them, <laughs> <laughs> like, at once. <laughs> like, if, in, in, that, in individually, great deal. But when you're having to remortgage your house for light tubes... <laughs>
1: Yeah, so Ryuji attempts a sunset flip and then some guy just gets on the apron and throws Zandig a staple gun and he like stands his ground and just staples the guy <laughs> like two times on the head which I thought was cool because this is a fans bring the weapons match. I forget if I, if, if I said that. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know it
3: was at the at the time. Yeah, I was like, I'd forgotten there was meant to be a fans bring the weapon, but I was like, well, I guess this has to be it. Mm.
1: Yeah. And then it's with uh, Ryuji down, Zandik grabs, like, a stepladder that's just, like, wrapped in barbed wire.
2: Just small ladder. <laughs> and he
1: just slams it on his <laughs> chest and face. you're like, oh, my God. And you can tell he wanted it to stay there so he could, like, drop the guy. But Ryuji was like, I'm not letting you, like, drop yeah. this on me. Yeah. And just pushed it off. Which, I mean, more power to him. And then... Of all the moves you would expect Zandig to do, I would not expect a monkey flip. He hits like a picture-perfect <laughs> monkey flip. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah
2: it's beautiful. It's, but it's also like way, way too late in the match to do a monkey yeah. flip. Yeah. something you do quite early on. When There's you can like see a, it. it. It's like a bit athletic. It's quite cool. Mm-hmm. But you've... Stapled the guy in the head, and then you're like right, <laughs> back to the flip <laughs> <do a> <laughs> yeah trip. yeah let's do a little yeah. bit of acrobatics
1: yeah it felt like when trent acid used the light tube thing or light yeah. bulb thing it's like this is the opposite like we don't <laughs> need to see this from <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe that was zandig
2: getting back at him for stealing his uh like, oh you're gonna use my baseball bat then i'm gonna use i'm gonna use <laughs> a <cruiserweight> moves. yeah <laughs> yeah
1: by the way this is when the fans do start uh, getting a bit racial with chants like wasabi yeah, uh, and i think i heard like sweet and sour pork uh, which yeah
3: i feel chant, but y- people were trying
2: there was there was one that i was like uh <laughs> it's like that the, the it's, it's racist but for the wrong reason because they were shouting yamaka <laughs> like what the little jewish hat <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They just don't know what it means yeah, yeah like, i know it sounds japanese yeah <laughs> i guess yeah
3: the thing, maybe the, yeah it's it's it's, it's I felt so bad for the Japanese wrestler Um, just because like imagine you've travelled all the way from Japan and Zandig's like it's like when you get a mail order partner and promising the world and Zandig's like you're going to be fighting in some incredible arenas brother in America (laughs) the likes of which you've never seen and you're just walking out to this and like I, I don't know, I but I don't imagine that when the when they went to Japan because like Zandig and all that had gone to Japan, I don't think the crowd would just be like p- ranch sauce or like <laughs> yeah, hot dog. Yeah, <laughs> Pearl Harbor. <laughs> you know, like I don't think <laughs> the Japanese crowd <laughs> amongst would. Amongst the
1: most respectful fans, like in wrestling.
3: Yeah, it, yeah, it like, is uh, in Japan. So it just feels like this guy's come over and they're just there shouting like they're just you just one of them. they loads of shouting like Hiroshima, yeah. and you're like, why? That's I don't know if... I mean, I guess it, there hadn't been a reassessment of Hiroshima by that point, but you're like, Americans are the bad ones in that situation. Yeah. <laughs> like, shouting that at them. Well, they're like, also the
1: bad ones in this match around... The, like, yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, they are the bad ones. They <laughs> are, <laughs> yeah, no, they, they no are. No doubt about when, it. even if the guy doesn't speak English, like, I don't know if he does or not, but, like, he definitely is just hearing people yell wasabi and probably being like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, 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 is, yeah. I know what that word means. Like, While he's, all.
3: like, sacrificing his body... <laughs> Like literally in the dark, and you just you just shouting all this stuff. Uh, It was, it was it was uncomfortable. Like it was was, because it was was just like at the worst end of that like two thousands, I guess, attitude of where they would just shout all this stuff out, and like Mm -hmm. you'd hear someone shout it out. And then think that no one had heard them, so then they just keep shouting it out until someone went, "Yeah, that's re- nice one, bro." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it was like re- it was pretty tough to watch at this point.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Li- both literally like <laughs> because yeah. of what they were saying, and it was actually just tough to watch and know what's going on. Uh, so Zandig at one point just takes off his belt and just begins whipping Ryuji Before they, he clothes on some both over the top rope, sort of like Cactus Jack style, <laughs> except he doesn't land on the apron gracefully. They both just tumble <laughs> to <till> the gravel, <laughs> a- and it's even more dark outside. Like you can hear violence happening, but you can't really see it. Uh, <laughs> and the f- they they sort of go to like a gravel area where you can't. There is like a bit of light, and the fans make this like Fight Club circle around it. It's, uh, it's
3: so bleak it's so weird
1: like they face off and Ryuji's holding a chair but zandig has got what looks like a medieval flail <laughs> <laughs> it's like spinning it around and I was like where the fuck did he get that like what is
0: that
3: I feel like that's like New Jersey people would just one of them has a bizarre collection of medieval weapons yeah. <laughs> but like not as a collector but for like in case he gets invaded he's gonna yeah. come at someone yeah. with a shield and a for morning defense. yeah a morning star
2: it's after, like the more I find out about him, I, I, I really want to do d and D game, but just have Zandig as my character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
3: a wrestling. Be the best, d- yeah, that would be great.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, I do love Zandig. I will say, he's given us. So he
3: wrestles much. so hard, he <laughs> falls into <laughs> the D <D&D> and D universe. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: they get back towards guy. the ring, and Ryuji hits his really nice top rope spinning heel kick. Uh, and then he just starts hitting leg drops, like five leg drops in a row. And he picks Zandig up and hits a nice tiger driver as well for a near fall. I'm like, oh, like wrestling <laughs> all of yeah. a sudden. I wasn't expecting it. Uh, Zandig again reverses and just bull rushes them both back outside. And then he has this like barbed wire bat that he just lights on fire. And he just hits him like four times. One of the times was in the face with like this flaming barbed wire bat. I don't know if he was meaning to hit him there or if it was just so dark. He was just sort of like yeah. swinging randomly. Yeah, But it looked like brutal. Uh, you got a feel for this Ryuji guy who I, I'm so curious how much he made for this yeah. or if they just covered his flight or if that.
2: <laughs> yeah. I thought, like, can you guys let me know if he sort of comes back in later right. shows and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I, I feel bad for him because He's had a terrible time of it at this show. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Um, then he puts Ryuji on a table which just breaks under his weight. Like, it felt like the tables just weren't working on this show. Uh, and so instead, they go towards this production truck. And you can just tell, like, they show the truck before they even show the guys go up there, but you just can see what's happening as they set up two tables stacked on top of each other right next to the truck. And the guys are, like, waiting for someone to light the tables on fire. Yeah, they and
2: just th- stood there. Yeah, and
1: and they literally, like, one. they were both on fire, but then they didn't do an, a move off it quick enough. So yeah. then one of the tables went out. So then they both just stood there for, like literally a good 20 seconds
3: just holding each other
2: yeah it was very so they weren't even looking like they
1: were struggling
2: they yeah they weren't waiting. even fighting or anything still you know yeah <laughs> it was
3: it was really weird it was like it was way worse than when
1: he showed up to the cage and just didn't wait like, waited a minute
2: <laughs> yeah. to get in there. oh for sure yeah do you know it's like when you when you, uh, obviously people always complain about when you see a group of wrestlers crowding and fighting but they're clearly waiting for someone to <laughs> get yeah yeah Something like that would have been better, where, you know, they're sort of like throwing a few punches, but they're watching to see if the tables are ready and then they can do the throw. Yeah, totally. But they didn't even do that. No, yeah. they
3: just, yeah, it was it was like when there's lag in a multiplayer game and your yeah. character's just like sort of looking and then yeah. one of them dies because of, of the shots. Like, they just stood there like kind of moving about a bit and then they're like, oh, okay, now we're ready to go. Like, let's go. Yeah. And then finally, this
1: dude is just like emptying a thing of lighter fluid on both tables oh, yeah. so they're both lit. And Zandig gorilla presses this guy and just does, like, doesn't go with him. He just throws the guy yeah. through two flaming tables. And you could see the fire sort of stuck on his back for a bit. And it was just like, what the fuck? And Zandig doesn't even pin him. The match just ends here. Like, they yeah. didn't say it was a
2: table match. Well, it, when Zandig walks back through the curtain, you see a member of crew run up and tell him something. Mm. So I was like, oh, is this... The, the, the Japanese guy's really hurt. Like, can't carry on. But then... Zandig does walk over to him and looks like he's about to do something just before the match cuts out. So I'm like, did they go and do a pin or did it just end? Yeah, yeah. But he didn't um, look like he was finished.
3: Yeah, maybe, maybe that was too raw for, to <laughs> to air whatever Zandig did. So
1: yeah, I hope they ended it there because this bump so. looked fucking brutal. Like yeah. it looked so much worse than the Lobo one at the beginning of the yeah, show.
3: Yeah, it was. It was not. I don't know. This match was just horrible. Like, it yeah. just felt horrible.
1: Yeah, and it went 19 minutes and 57 seconds. So
3: <laughs> yeah, because I feel like the the stuff on the truck, where like, we'd say now it's like 20 seconds, but that felt like two hours when yeah. they were just sort of grappling back and forth on the truck, waiting for something to happen. I was like, what is going on? And this did whole
1: match felt way too long. Yeah. It
3: was so
2: long because they did like almost a full match in the ring. Mm-hmm. And that was about nine minutes before they started brawling on the outside. And then that took loads of the extra time yeah because they brawled like twice on the outside didn't they mm-hmm. F- like four or five minutes went back in the ring that's where the cool tiger bomb happened <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah
2: and then they went back outside and i was just like this is r- especially for czw every match seems to be like five minutes long or 20. yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> it's
1: definitely. either like l- under five minutes or like over 15 usually which is just irritating sometimes uh and then we get our cut for our main event uh it's going to be wife beater versus madman
3: pondo versus nick gage
1: uh, I
2: have to say, I did skip a lot of this one. Because at I, this point of the show, I was like, I don't know what else I can I see. I was
3: devastated <laughs> that it was, like, just basically unintelligable. Like, it was completely unintelligible for me at this point. Like, because that line, that that line, I mean, you won't have the context for to know that that lineup would excite me and Jordan a lot. Yeah, yeah. this
1: match in a lit arena, I think, would be crazy. Yeah. Uh, and instead, yeah. and it, But it also felt like they... I don't know how many triple threats these guys have been in because they didn't even have the psychology. It would just be like a guy hits a move on a guy and then the other guy hits him with something. And yeah. They're just exchanging weapon shots. And uh, and again, you can't see anything at this point. Yeah, and
3: Gage is like, I fucking said I wouldn't wrestle in the dark or something <laughs> like that. And <laughs> yeah. you're like, well, you are. <laughs>
1: there is a wife-beater chant when he comes out. Like He's clearly the favorite in this, which I was like, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. It's i like, felt the same
1: like are they clear- cheering for him or themselves just why yeah
3: yeah it's strange i mean at this point it, like it's even darker it feels like you're watching something off live leak mm-hmm. like that you like
0: where <laughs> someone TMZ. gets executed yeah, yeah you're just like
3: <laughs> this is like you know a vice journalist has like integrated themselves in like a, a weird racist subculture and you're yeah. watching their meetings like this is like this felt bad
2: get, yeah it's like he's called wife beater and he's juiced to the gills I yeah think I, I think yeah. he's yeah. the most juiced person on the show <laughs> yeah. yeah he's he's you a massive his muscles glisten in the in the light yeah, he's shining. Like <laughs> yeah. he's shining yeah even
3: the moon yeah even the moon's like that the moon's reflecting off wife beater not the other way around <laughs> like that's what he's <laughs> that crazy uh, i
1: will just go through some highlights on this one because there was some funny shit Like, at one point, Wife Beater just puts on a boxing glove for some reason (laughs) and then punches both the guys. And I'm like, why would... That would just l- hurt less, I think. Yeah, like, I don't know, just bizarre. A padded fist.
3: Yeah, it's like a real Looney Tunes moment.
1: Uh, yeah, and Gage and Madman Pondo they high five at one point, and it looks like they're gonna like double team feeder and then as soon as Pondo turns his back, Gage just like hits him with a suplex. <laughs> which I thought was just funny. They uh, also kept bringing in these light tubes, but it looked like someone taped like two or three light tubes together, like they were giant, like like a pole vault light tube. Right. Uh, and th- these guys would go through them, but it's. Once you see someone get hit with a bundle of like five or six of them, just one light tube sort of is like unimpressive. I yeah. Don't, I don't know, especially in the dark.
3: Yeah, it's how light tube violence escalates in it.
2: <laughs> you saw them right at the start of the show as well. Once you see a light tube, yeah, yeah it's, it's sort
3: of done. Chekhov's light tube, innit?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a uh, wife beater is bleeding. He's
1: the only one really bleeding from the head. It, he destroys his barbed wire crutch on Gage uh, and then hits his sol- sloppy suplex on Pondo. The match just, like, really falls apart. The guys, like, clearly lose track of what they were doing. And, like, I think Pondo was just not where he was meant to be. Like, pa- like none of these guys are great wrestlers, but Pondo's, like, a really bad wrestler. Like, he's cl- he is one of those guys that's just uh, from the backyard who's there for, like, hitting you with yeah. weapons and shit.
3: Yeah, he's built like Homer. when You know when Homer becomes a boxer? We've used that reference a lot. But that, <laughs> that's what he's just built to take punches and, like, take beatings and, like, mm-hmm. yeah, just have things stapled to his nuts yeah. um like yeah this is uh, like i felt bad for them because like they're doing all this really violent stuff and like i know they've done it in the light but at least they do it in the light where people can see it but this i imagine it would have pissed them off because like why are we even doing this like no one yeah. can see it like this yeah. is i don't know what's going on so yeah like th- at this point i was just so out
1: that's the term like they should have gone home is, is that what they yeah. say like like yeah, five yeah, yeah. minutes just
3: be like let's just call this guy it's yeah. like yeah get a big move and go
1: go home But there was one cool spot where uh, Madman Pondo gets laid out on a table outside of the ring, and then Wife Beater pulls Gage onto the apron, and he hits, like, a choke bomb uh, on Gage through Pondo in the table. But he doesn't, like, just throw him. Like, he jumps with him, so it was just, like, a a car crash, essentially. But then this is the weirdest finish. Like, we've seen all this violence or whatever, or sort of seen it. And then Pondo just, like, hangs up Wife Beater on the rope, like, from the apron, And Gage goes for a pin off this, like, very innocuous, just nothing move. And Pondo runs in like he's going to break up the pinfall, but instead he just joins the pinfall. (laughs) And the ref counts three, and it's like, your winners are Gage (laughs) and (laughs) Madman Pondo at 12 minutes and 26 seconds. Yeah. It's like, what what was that?
2: So I I missed that bit. I kind of, as I was jumping through it, I think I just jumped to, like, the post-match promo, and I missed the actual finish. (laughs) I didn't know it was that.
3: Yeah, no, it was probably for the best. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, and then they just continue brawling outside. Uh, Wife Beater suplexes Gage on the grass. And then Nate Hatred appears out of nowhere attacking Wife Beater. So I think that they're, like, leading to that match, which probably won't be good. Uh, and then, yeah, Gage gets in the ring and starts cutting a promo, and you just can't hear him. Yeah. It feels like the camera was already halfway to the back, and he just wasn't close yeah. enough to pick up his promo. Uh, and, yeah, that was it. This was the end of the show. At, le- <laughs> at least didn't do any post-show promos. Uh, I thought this one was really bad, guys.
3: Really bad. Yeah, like yeah. There's a, yeah, really bad. I mean, definitely up there with the music over the entire episode for me. Like uh, like the the episode where they played music throughout. Yeah, just I felt gross for a lot of it. And <laughs> like not gross in a good way, just gross. And I was like, I, this is like the worst excesses of like two thousands like culture and like wrestling and like yeah, yeah it just felt it wasn't fun to watch this
2: was really obviously like there's so much documented about like the end of the 90s and how you, you know like young males were really troubled yeah. and stuff like yeah. that and, like you know Woodstock 99 and all all of that sort of thing this just felt like the peak yeah, of that, yeah. That, that that culture which was just horrible. Yeah, because yeah.
3: you, you're like nowadays, and you're like, mm, I wonder where, how on earth did we miss the signs with Game of Gamergate and Insert? And you're just like, yeah, how did we? <laughs> like, because these guys are just there, just like it, it, it's just it is just bleak. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not it's not nice.
1: And I think like there was nothing really of value after the Trent Acid Nick Mondo match. Like yeah. I did I did sort of what uh, like the Cage of Death match for what it was, and Trent Acid vs Mondo was like okay. And then from Pastor Jim onwards, it was just all shit. Like yeah. usually, usually, I like his ending match, you know. And I thought maybe like, oh, this Japanese guy looks athletic. I've never seen him. Maybe he's gonna do some crazy shit. Still yeah. haven't seen him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bump off the top was uh, the the double table bump was good, I guess. But that, that was it. And uh, I gave this one point five out of seven. Yeah, right. That was yeah. the same.
3: I gave it. You I gave it. Too. I gave it a point five. Yeah. I'm trying um. to think
2: of what the uh, what we. The first Cage of Death. Was we like two stars or something like that for the first one?
1: No, because we famously only gave our first two stars like a, a few episodes ago.
2: Oh, so okay. So it's still qu- I, very I low then. I it
1: was over one. I mean, yeah, I, I, think I, I don't 1. remember 5? it being this shit.
3: I remember it being all right. Yeah. I, mm-hmm.
2: I, feel, I feel... I can't work out which one I like more. I'm trying to remember the first one. I think it probably would have been the first one. Mm-hmm.
3: Is that because you don't like either of them at all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, which,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one th- do I dislike the least? I don't <laughs> like the outdoor venue. Yeah. Oh, really? I don't like it at all. I I typically do when you can see it. (laughs) It really exposed CZW as like a backyard fed. Yeah. Whereas at least in the venue, it was just sort of like a chaotic hardcore show. But this one felt like a load of (laughs) of out-of-shade dudes in street clothes hitting each other with toys.
1: And it very likely was someone's backyard.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't couldn't tell you where it was. It just looked like, you know, they had a, a lorry there to kind of make one sort of wall <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah there was, Do you know when uh, w- during the um Zandig the second Zandig match when they do go backstage and they sort of get on top of the truck mm-hmm. um the camera sort of covers and you do hear one of the commentators talk about oh they must be you know in the backstage area I'm <laughs> like what backstage <laughs> <area?"> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just the curtain they've said there's a divider yeah you just, go through, divider, yeah, you just go
3: through the curtain into more front stage <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah
1: well Tony sorry to subject you to this one but we so are okay. glad that you uh, are our cage of death
2: correspondent still <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 13 more to go only <laughs> yeah I know you're going to be <laughs> with us
3: forever and ever and ever this and is ever. the highlight
2: of my career honestly <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get out of here anything you want to plug um oh i don't know uh i mean i'm, I'm currently not on shows because i'm i'm rehabbing but mm. uh i am the the match i hurt myself in is the match that i became the atomic pro wrestling champion oh congrats, so nice. i'm the champion of liverpool <laughs> so uh we got a show in february uh and april onwards no march but if you want to come check us out in liverpool that'd be great Do you
1: Think you'll, you'll be able to make April? yeah uh
2: yeah I'll okay, be right. back before then, easily. Oh, so nice. You'll be back for the February one, do you think? Or uh, you think? That's the one that's possible, okay. but I'm not sure. Yeah, I right, okay. can at do least show up
1: and shit talk or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I think <laughs> they're going to... so the the title that I won was like a placeholder. So the the real one is going to arrive by February. So I get to at least get a ceremony. Oh, I nice.
3: To. And where are you getting rehab done so uh, people can turn up and <laughs> give you more? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't I don't know <laughs> downtown don't don't I tell don't tell have
2: the funds to do it properly. <laughs> so I'm just trying to like DIY it. Just and stay off it. Oh, yeah. To talk to people that might know. Email
3: Zandek. He'll, kn- he'll know how to <sighs> DIY a, an injury. Like so, you so you get bother, a
2: light you tube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, Ben. Uh, I'm on I'm Funny Jordan D at Instagram. Give me a follow. I'm at Pink Hoverboard on Instagram. And keep it tuned to the Wrestling Brain. We'll be back with you next week. Boom. How long is that? Uh,
3: 107. Oh, that's not bad.